You're listening to Images Podcast. I am Joseph J. Erdo. The March issue of Images Arizona features a story titled Painting Outside the Lines about contemporary artist Nikki Wohler, whose extraordinary work will be showcased during a March 17th artist reception at Grace Renee Gallery in Carefree. While preparing for my January 2022 interview with this incredibly talented artist, I discovered that our paths had crossed before. When, exactly six years ago, she appeared as an in-studio guest on Breakthrough Entertainment, a local talk radio show for which I served as producer and co-host alongside Dave Isaac and Tricia Arteaga. She's an artist and her name is Nikki Wohler. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I, I think artists are phenomenal. How did you and when did you know you were incredible? I started painting almost 20 years ago now, but I kept it a secret. I didn't tell anybody about it. It was a secret? It was. Up until, How come? Uh, you know, because it was my... It was my thing to do when I just needed to relax or unwind, and it, so it was oh. my peaceful place. And so you don't want to let people know that you do this, because if they tell you that your work is no good and you stink, then you're not going to want to do the thing that makes you happy anymore. And your peaceful place vanishes. Yeah. Exactly. Or it could. I or guess. it could, yeah. And then so it was kind of accidental. A couple of years ago, I took a hooky day from work, and I was painting, and a client called, and she said, what are you doing? And I told her what I was doing and she said I didn't know you paint and I said well not many people do and so she asked me to send some photos of my work and I did and next thing I knew she was commissioning a piece and um, she loved it and then she ended up commissioning two more pieces and then I thought well gosh there might be something behind this so then I popped up another piece on social media just to kind of say hey look what I did and it sold within about an hour oh my so then I thought huh you mean I can actually do this for a living? And so there we go. That was about two years ago. Well, I, I think that's you know an interesting story on, on how, you, how that came to be because I imagine there's a lot of people who have these talents that they that they keep a secret because it is their you know it's something they enjoy doing it's their peaceful place it's their their creative outlet and they don't know that they can share this with the world and I mean would you say that your peaceful place has grown now because of this? Oh, absolutely. Now it's my peace and my joy and it's what I get to do every day. And I feel like, you know, one of the luckiest people on the planet to be able to do so. I took my dining room and I no longer have a dining room. I sold my furniture and it's it's now a studio. And it's it's I love it. It's just it's a gift. And um, I think a lot of people also don't do things like this because they feel like they can't or they don't know how to make it work and they don't know how to make a living doing what they love doing but I would tell you that if there's something in your heart and you want to try it do it try it I mean you'll you're never going to regret giving it a shot yeah ever and even if somebody else doesn't appreciate it it really is not a reflection on the person it's a reflection on the person that's observing it well as, in my opinion no, because absolutely. because there's so many different tastes in art and so many different things and you were saying that you know mm-hmm. you were afraid to to really show it because it would be like this is me this mm-hmm. is a part of me and if you don't like it that means you don't like me yeah you it's kind of like a child. Every time I put a painting out, it's almost like I'm giving a child. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
you are judged on that. But you have to realize that art is super subjective. And just because one person doesn't like it doesn't mean 10 more won't yeah. or well, will. You've become one of the most collectible artists on the West Coast area or actually in the West, right? Working, working on it. Well, yeah, I think you, I, I mean... You've got some incredible work. Oh, and thank you. you. You have come up with a lot of extremely creative ideas to use. I mean, you use rust. Well, yeah, I create it so that it looks like rust. I don't actually use real rust. So okay. you just use a, use a chemical compound and it turns it into it. Wow. But when I paint, I mostly don't paint with a brush. I may lay down like a base layer, but I paint with trowels. I paint with squeegees. I paint with ink rollers, but it's not brushwork. So how do you um, how do you, do you come up with a vision in your mind when you're painting something like this, or do you just start and see what comes up? I start and see what comes. Well, so you don't 90, know then result. Ninety percent of the time, I'm starting and seeing kind of what's developing in front of me. Now there's times where I absolutely know what I want to paint. I have a painting. It's called Just as I Remembered It, and it is it's one of the only ones that I've done that's not completely abstract. It's an abstracted reality and it's Lake Louise so um, but most of the time it's you know I have an idea of the palette the color palette that I want to work with I kind of have an idea of the direction I want it to go but I try to just let the energy flow and see what's happening and then after you get done with it you give it a title a name Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you now wait till of, the end, though. Well, not necessarily. Some of them, I have one painting, and it's called In Her Mind's Eye. And that one was always going to be what it was. And that's, I'm from Toronto, and I was missing the water, and I was missing home, and I was missing the view out onto Lake Ontario. And it's kind of, it's got, you know, the dark, stormy skies, but then the the God light. You know, the, I always call oh, it the God light, the white yes. light that comes it down, comes and down. it reflects down. And so that one was always going to be that. But what's interesting is every now and then faces show up in my paintings and I don't put them in they just show up and that's the mm-hmm. first one that it showed up in. and there's I actually sent a photo of the painting to my mom and I said what do you think and she said I love the face and I said what face and she oh. said Nikki look below the breakers oh. look in the light wow. and wow. there was a face there and it's you can see her plain as day you can see kind of her profile and so the fact that it was always going to be called in her mind's eye but then this face is below the godlight coming up it's pretty wow. spectacular that wow. is amazing we'll have- your work is just magnificent oh, well thank you how would you express your inspiration mother nature i love that mother nature takes something that you know started off perfect and when it was brand new and over time she just has a way of making it more beautiful and i think that it's the truth of humans yeah i think the older we get the more beautiful we are and even though we have scars and and you know we may not look as perfect as we did i think overall we are more beautiful the more weathered we become it's a story right it is a story it is i think it's a story of of it's the story of my art it's the story of humanity it's the story of you know just watching when you hear opinions of younger people and they're so intolerant Mm -hmm. and then as you grow and and you you know life experiences and you know we get the gray hair and we get all those things and but we're just nicer people. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's so beautiful because you know people often, like you said, the scars. I mean, they, they each scar tells a story, mm-hmm. and every, you know someone says, oh well, that must hurt or that must have been painful. But you know someone has beautiful memories of regardless of of, of well, and if, you if it, became back from it. Exactly. You have a story, yeah. and you're stronger, and you learned something. Yeah, from it's like it, oh, and this now is you're... when I fell off my bike, and mm-hmm. this is one when, when I was playing hockey. This is you know mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I see I see a quote here to you the longer something stands the test of time the more interesting it becomes that's absolutely true and that's exactly, yeah, exactly what we're what talking about said, right now yeah. you get more stories you you're just more interesting I would much rather sit and have a conversation with somebody who's been around for a few years and seen a few things because mm-hmm. the perspective is a whole lot broader yeah. than somebody who hasn't yet mm-hmm. well you look at the Grand Canyon yeah and how it was etched through time with the waters that are mm-hmm. passing through it any any rock formations or or beauty beautiful things that we see out in nature has to do with time Mm -hmm. and and it changes over time what you're seeing today you won't see again and so you you represent that with your with your art Mm -hmm. right let me ask you this real quick Uh, you know you said when you started painting it was your your uh, as a peaceful place and uh, you really didn't publicize it at all is it still a peaceful place even though now you're, you, you, things are really happening for you. Has yeah, it changed well, at all? You know what? It To a degree, it has to change because now it's what I do to earn a living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every now and then, now be, there's definitely stress that happens when you've got, you know, this person wants this piece and this, you have to have three ready for this and this for that show. And so, of course, there's going to be some stressful element to it. But overall, I mean, it's still when there's something going wrong in my life or you know we all have challenges in our life it's still the first thing I want to do to release any kind of anxiety or fear or anything you know it's the okay I need to decompress I'm putting on my painting clothes and I'm gonna go paint today (sighs) and that's how I'm gonna let it go well I'm curious are there any pieces that you you've painted that you've created that you say that you would never sell actually I do and okay. Yeah, there's. I have one, and it's called Paradigm Shift, mm-hmm. um, and that one will never sell. It stays with me forever. Um, and the reason it's called Paradigm Shift is I was asked um, for the. There's a store. It's called Rush Bobois, and it's a very high end um, furniture store. And they had said that they wanted to carry my art, and I was super excited about that. And they sent me over a photograph of a furniture grouping that was coming in, and she said, "I'd like you to paint something that you would put." with this grouping and so I created this piece and before that because I was I've never been trained I'm self-taught everything is you know it's I used to refer to myself when it was just my hobby as a hack and so you know people would say oh my god you're so great I'm like no 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 I'm just a hack blah 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 and then when I did this piece and it turned out exactly the way I envisioned it and I looked at it and I thought wow this is really beautiful it changed how I felt about myself as an artist and about my work. And so I named the piece Paradigm Shift because it oh. just, it was a paradigm shift within me about how I felt about me as an artist. Wow. So every time that, yeah. you look at that piece, it's actually it takes in you my right entryway. back to that time. Yeah, it's in my entryway. So when you walk in my door, it's the first thing that you see. And you don't want to give yourself away. That's why you want to keep it. Yeah, it's mine that forever. Is, that is just incredible. Wow, you have such... I, I want to say vision, but it, it's even beyond that. I mean, I mean, what does it take? I have no idea. I just know that when I start to paint, it just comes out. And not every painting is fantastic. I'm not going to lie. There are days where I'm swearing at the canvas and threatening to throw it in the pool. <laughs> but typically when I'm fighting with the canvas, and I call it fighting with the canvas, we're, we're doing battle. I'll just, I'll fight with it for a while. And then if it's not going the way I want, I take it and I turn it around and I put it in another room and I start fresh with another one. And... I have some that have been five, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. things before I get to the place where I go, oh, there it is. There it is. And then 
and and then I keep it. And it's funny because I know I'm not ready to let it go until I'm ready to show photographs of it. So until somebody's until I'm ready to post it up, it's not ready. You know, I always thought of a major a major part of a painter uh, artist uh, visual, but as I'm getting to know you, I get a sense it's really. Um, kinesthetic it's very it's feel i'm very it's very I have, feel it's, yeah when i paint i always say that if somebody doesn't want to reach out and touch one of my paintings yeah. i failed so i actually put a really thick covering on top of all my work i mean when i need to clean my work you know i mean with time and we live in the desert things get dusty i take water and you can just wipe it down so you know a lot of people they always say don't touch the art well you mm. can touch the art touch it please do i want you to i want you to reach out and just feel compelled to to you know, yeah. but it comes out it. strongly. Your your intuitive kinesthetic sense of and and I, didn't didn't you guys think you know visualization was a big part of being an artist? But yes. I, evidently, it it's not. For me, it's feel. It's, it's really interesting. Feel. I think I that's to, fascinating. I have to feel the right way to paint. I have to. My environment has to feel the right way. For me, it's all about feeling. How about in other areas of your life? Are you kinesthetic absolutely. predominantly? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I, so when you pick your clothing, for example. It has to feel good. It that's me too. Yeah, I don't care what it looks like. As long as it's obvious. But uh, <laughs> as long as it feels comfortable. It has the wardrobe for radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And other areas areas relationships are kinesthetic yeah, too absolutely wow. I, I you know i like i think i can feel feelings and i can feel the energies that are being emitted and you know somebody can have a great poker face you can't rely on visual you have to there's all the other cues yeah. and we, especially when you've got kids and teenage kids oh, if yes. you're not picking up on those other cues you know you, you could be in for some serious trouble to be able to express yourself so beautifully and then allow that expression to be able to fill other people's lives with joy and beauty and have have it speak to them in that way. I just think that's incredible. And I think sometimes people, if they get caught up in it, can become... Um, untouchable, unreachable, because, you know, they, they start to look at their success rather than what they're producing out of themselves and and sharing the beauty and that's the, I I don't know if I'm verbalizing me, it no, correct but for saying. you for you me, are it's a you gift. are so it's down a, to earth for me I feel like it's I it, it's a gift when somebody is willing to or wants to put a piece of my art on their wall and it started I don't know gosh twenty twenty years ago I purchased my first piece of real art and. She, it's this amazing face, this beautiful woman's face, and she is on my living room wall. And every day I look at her, and some days I still burst into tears because she's that beautiful, and I, I appreciate her so greatly. And I remember thinking to myself, it would be such a gift if I to think that somebody would look at a piece of my work and have that feeling. And I actually got an email from somebody who's purchased a couple of my pieces now. And she told me that they put one of my pieces in their living room and they replace the television and they eat dinner and they look at that piece every day and they just find this incredible joy and beauty from it. And every day it's something new and they find something new within it and how it's, you know, just made their lives that much more beautiful. And I, it was like, just my heart, I thought it was going to explode because of that. And I thought, Oh, 
I'm doing something for somebody else that was done for me, and wow, what a gift that is. And it's more than a painting, then. You're, it's way more than a painting. You're giving so many qualities of inspiration, motivation, and peace, harmony. I mean, you could go on and on, because you said it changes every day for this particular mm-hmm. family, and that is like... That, that's a gift that keeps giving it's for me absolutely I, I mean it's it's huge for me I think about that and and you know she'll send me texts every now and then and just say you have to know how beautiful your work is and how much we love it and and it just our she's now bought her sixth piece Wow. and wow. so it's it's really I mean for me it's it's humbling and mm. I'm so grateful that I've been given the opportunity to do this and you're living out your gifts and talents for the benefit of others that's probably the purpose why we're here i think so and you know it's i will tell you before i did this i did marketing for a bazillion bazillion years and you know I, the, the story i tell is my friends you know you, you you're with a friend and you're they're being introduced to somebody and they would always say oh this is my friend nikki and that would be the end of it right mm-hmm. and now it's this is my friend nikki she's an artist <laughs> you know people's eyes get big as soon as they hear you're an artist and so i started asking like okay why why the different kind of introduction now you never used to say oh this is my friend nikki she does marketing it was just this is nikki mm-hmm. and they and the response would always be well because not many people have the nerve to step out of the corporate world and the you know more traditional world right. and go do this mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool thing that you're willing to do this and so i think and i'm finding that a lot of people just start asking questions and then they'll say to me god that just inspired me to do what i love and well i'm gonna pick up my guitar again or i'm gonna and that's another gift for me mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to think that gosh maybe they're gonna change their life and move towards where they want to be because yeah. they had a five-minute conversation yeah. and one by one you're shifting others paradigms yeah. Yeah. yeah you know one of the things that i do every time i sell a painting and, and um i think that people like to connect with the artist and connect with the piece of art mm-hmm. so when i sell the painting i give the person um it's kind of like a certificate and i have a photograph of the painting and then i give what my inspiration was i tell them what the inspiration behind the painting was and then i give them a playlist of the music that i listened to while i painted the painting so that if they want to listen step by step by step they can listen to what i listened to while i created that piece and so get into my frame of mind a little bit well how you know you talk about it being a gift but you're a gift. Aww, no, seriously. You. What? Just this this short time we've had with you in the studio, I think is it has at least it's touched me, and I'm I'm hoping it's touched our guests too to oh, tap you. into their inner creativity and take a risk. Take a risk. You know what? Jump. Just jump. You don't have to jump with both feet. Take it. Just try it. Just, you know. Do it for yourself. Do it, it for yourself. And to, if it yeah. doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's okay. But you're you're never going to be laying on your deathbed wishing, gosh, I'm so sad that I tried to make my dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, you're yeah. just not. And I think, too, I think it's all about intention. And, you know, if you tell the universe what you want, you're going to yeah. get it. Yeah. I had to change the way I spoke my internal dialogue. I changed that. And I read a book, and, and that was a big thing that I had to get over. And when I started speaking nice, nicely to myself about myself in my own brain, things really started shifting. 